Hello my beautiful people, hello any race fans out there, how y'all doing, how y'all be, I am the big ticket here to talk to you about all things motorsports and you know, uh, well maybe not all things motorsports, but this episode is going to be kind of, kind of shortened down basically, it's going to be real, you know, narrow on the topics that I talk about, it's going to, it's you know, there, there's going to be a few bites of other stuff that comes along the way, but you know, it's mainly just going to be, um, the secure gp and uh, we're also going to be talking a little bit about uh rally monza you know those are the two big things that just finished you know getting wrapped up um and uh might be talking also going to be talking about audi as well as some uh some quick news coming out of formula one as well um that seems to be about it i was supposed to talk about the esports champions and all that stuff that had happened but i'm not going to so there you go that answers that uh, <laughs> If you uh, enjoyed this episode and if you enjoyed the show, be sure to rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever you choose to listen. Uh, and also, if you want to check out the video version, head on over to YouTube.com. You can see my pretty face and all the things that I like to talk about. Um, you know, and on there, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that I plan on putting on there as well that I haven't necessarily put into effect, but they're recorded. They're still being edited and all that, but it's coming. It's coming. All that stuff is going to get done in due time. Bear with me. Just head over there and subscribe, man. You'll, you'll, you'll enjoy. Um, starting off straight up, we're going to start off with the... We're going to start off with some uh, with Rally Monza. Okay, we're going to start off with Rally Monza simply because, you know, Seb OJ has now became, what, seven-time world champion? Seven-time world champion with uh, with, uh, with, with, with Toyota. And um, this is now what his the, the third different manufacturer that he has become champion with. That's pretty impressive. He's, I think he's one of the few people to actually get that done. Um, or he might be the only person to get that done, whatever the case. But um, he's definitely someone that, you know, he's a legend in the rally world. He's a legend in the rally world, and I, I personally believe that, and I stick with that 100%. Seb Ogier, Sebastian Ogier, he is one of those people uh, that I think is one of the most remarkable drivers on the planet, along with, you know, Sebastian Loeb. Um, and... Um, those kind of those kinds of people uh those are the people that i really think you know are somewhat people at the top of the level they could drive anything they want uh someone like uh like travis pastrana also i think is one of the greatest drivers in the world ken block one of the greatest one of the greatest drivers in the world um you know that's just going with the rally side and then and, and all that stuff but you know guys who are who are well in tune and can you know kind of do other disciplines um Though those guys, I think, are the most adaptable, and therefore I feel like they are the best drivers in the world. And Sebastian Ogier fits that to a T. Um, yes, Rally has been his strong suit, and yes, it is probably going to be what he is most well known for. But I'm pretty sure he has done other things other than just Rally. But of course, that's what he is known for. So therefore, that's what the hell I'm going to talk about. That's what I'm going to research. That's about you know all our research really. Um, now. Monza it was sketchy, I should say, real, real, real sketchy with tricky conditions. You know, at one minute at the first stages it was um, rain, okay, mud. Um, dealing with that kinds of stuff, like uh, I had, I was watching the actual on WRC Live, you know, the actual channel or whatever. Uh, I was actually watching the race uh, as it happened, as uh, Elf, Elf uh, Evans had taken on one of the stages and he had slid off. I think I'm pretty sure it was just in a shakedown, so it didn't wasn't really too bad. But uh, he was, you know, just getting a feel for everything and lost traction and for seemingly nothing. He had it all under control, so I don't necessarily know what exactly was happening with him. But he, it, it, it seemed kind of odd. Um, 
it seemed like you know a lot of guys and when the actual you know stages began and the actual events began you know you could see guys were definitely struggling with gripping not only and I'm not even getting to the mountain to the mountain uh, stages yet I'm not even getting there yet I'm just talking about you know on the actual uh, the with the tarmac as well as the 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 dirt and the mud that, that people had to go through um, those those conditions you know some guys were just a little bit um, too on it basically they were just a little bit too on it and um you know that ended up causing them some traction issues you know i think uh i forgot who it was i'm i believe it's neville i'm not 100 percent sure but somebody ended up hitting a gate a fence or something like that and that cut off like a whole uh, 40 seconds off of their time or something like that or they added 40 seconds to their time and you know things like that um and you know those those kinds of things and, and you know water standing water uh this one actually took neville out for a championship fight um he had went into standing water and uh went into that uh, pretty slow i should say and uh, that had caused him to that had caused you know too much water to end to be intake and, and all that stuff and go into uh the engines and all that and flooded the engines and he was completely out of the race had to be towed off which was definitely detrimental because he he, he could have brought some he could have brought some fire and could have brought some heat um to that to that title uh to to to, to oj's behind but I mean, either way, at that time, OJ wasn't even uh, certain that he was going to be, you know, that he was basically sealing a championship at that time. Um, but, you know, Elfin Evans and him, he, Neville would have definitely been on their behinds if he had stayed in in that stage. Uh, so that was definitely something that, um, that, uh, that really... That really hurt. I, I, you know, like, you, you can see the... the, the the emotions that that get carried into motorsports sometimes and this was definitely one of those moments as well as with elvin evans uh, elvin evans he had his own uh, incident on now going into those mountainous stages where you know snow ice tricky conditions slush all that stuff that that all accumulates and he had, was a little bit over ambitious with his speed and uh he ended up suffering uh, an accident basically he slipped off and um tried to really catch tried to catch but it, it wasn't all too well he was going too fast and he fell off to the side and with the car too far away from the actual track to continue and you know stranded basically um he could no longer participate in that stage and of course there were plenty of other accidents as well um you know guys had crashed and and, and all that stuff and you know they the uh marshals and all that stuff were able to to clean off debris and whatnot in time but then you know other crashes would happen and sure enough people crash in the middle of the stages a whole lot of brittle pieces and all that stuff all over the place so yes they had to cancel some of those mountainous stages and uh they finished off with the power run um toyota was definitely triumphant in that power run i forgot his name but he's i don't want to just say asian that's really generalization of who he is um God darn it, Sakata. I'm not 100% sure on the guy's name. I'm not 100% sure on the guy's name, but he really uh, came together and put and put on a pretty good display. Um, he was doing pretty good things, and uh, he was definitely showcasing. I mean, in that last run, he came together and really uh, proved that he could, you know, do whatever was necessary. And um, you know, it was nice to see. That it was nice to see. Uh, Moving, you know, M Sport was definitely something that I followed um, simply because of the. I had recently talked about their Rally 3 uh, news and all that. So M Sport was definitely something I followed. Um, I'm not necessarily sure how well they did in this. Um, you know, High End they won the Manufacturers Championship, so I'm not I'm not 100% sure where M Sport placed. But you know, I know M Sport has won before, 
and you know they export forward has one before i guess i should make sure to include that and um they um they definitely have the ability to keep going and all that stuff obviously you know they had talent such as you know seb Ogier at one point in time and now they don't but um i'm pretty sure that they're gonna end up coming back up uh no problem um i mean um now other than that Everything's pretty much done for uh, Monza. Um, you know, the next the next uh, stuff that's really being talked about is uh, Rally Monte Carlo that's coming up in January, late January, I think January 24th, or something like that is when the first day is gonna be. And that, I feel, is definitely gonna be fun. Now, Monte Carlo is notorious for for, for those tricky conditions and, and um, you know, hopefully, hopefully uh they're able to it's not going to be too bad to where they have to you know stop stages and like that and guys can full-on compete uh and keep going but you know there's there's always that chance there's always that uh there's always that aspect of things that that can happen in rally racing that you can't find nowhere else you know guys can hit a tree <laughs> like where, where else can you find that <laughs> in racing you know um and then you roll off of a cliff I feel, you know, I'll, I'll always stand by this. I'll always stand by this. I always say that rally drivers are the best in the world, and I keep standing by it as long for as long as I live. And I, 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 I'll say, it's man versus it's, it's man and machine versus nature. Now, in regular racing, you know, there's usually other people with you. You know, there's usually other competitors alongside you on the track, and that goes into. Um, that go that's really just uh, like a like a like basically man versus man man versus man basically that's that that's that competitive edge but this is man and machine versus the world okay you're taking on the track the layout um yes you've had you could you could have had some previous time with it and all that stuff but it's you versus that track that layout those conditions that you not necessarily know about and it's narrow tight you're trying to get you know uh, uh into these really tight and, and and curvaceous turns and all that stuff in a nice and and uh and fast fashion as quickly as possible and sometimes people put it all on the line and sometimes people lose their lives um you know it's not it's a time when uh when it's just not it's not necessary for people to you know um for people i don't want to say it's not necessary it's just that I wish it didn't happen. I wish lives were not lost um, in that sense, but rally drivers to me are the greatest in the world and they will continue to be the greatest in the world for as long as rally, uh, for as long as rally racing is even, you know, a, a thing. Um, you know, it's, to me, it's, it's definitely, it's something that, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It, yes, it takes. It, it's still competitive, though. So I can't say it takes away from the competitiveness of actual, you know, live racing because it's still competitive. Because you still have to beat the other people, but you gotta know what the hell you're doing when you're out there. You know, traction and all that stuff. It's not like on a track where you can predict how the traction is going to be. No, you don't know whether it's gonna be. Well, you probably know where whether it's gonna be tarmac or whatnot. But like, you don't know whether it's gonna be slippery, dry cold hot wet whatever like it, it, on a track you can figure that stuff out and you can you know figure that stuff out before the race and try and prepare and you know here you could try and i guess you know figure out what tires you want to use you know whether you want to use tarmac tires or you want to use uh gravel tires or you want to use you know snow tires or whatever beforehand that's some stuff that you can do and stuff stuff that you could try to you know get in place but 
for the most part, all those conditions can come in one package, can come on one stage. So you can't really prepare for it all, all that well. And you have to learn to adapt on the fly and really, you know, kind of, you know, learn the discipline and make sure you have that brake control and, and that throttle control and, and, and um, make sure you know what you're doing. It's not something to play around with if you really want to rally. Um, especially at that level, the, the WRC level, whether that be junior WRC, WRC2, WRC3, and, you know, full-blown WRC, whatever, like the, 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 the premier, you know, stage and the premier class, but like, it doesn't matter what stage on in WRC you are, like you are, that is the, that is the level, that is like that max, obviously there's a max within that max, but that is that max, you are at the tip-top level and you need to know what the hell you're doing, and I'll go into to like the amateur stuff yes you could be you could do sprint races you could do sprint rally races no question about it no question whatsoever and you know sprint rally races are not necessarily to the degree of this because usually those conditions are, are staple you could completely tell sprint rally races are very small they're very small it doesn't it's not you know super long where it takes 15 minutes to complete a stage no it's not it's not like that it's like uh maybe two minutes Maybe, if that, you know, like uh, um, those kind of state and it's it's good. It's good. It's definitely good to learn stuff with that. And uh, it's definitely good to, 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 to get some new skills in place. But for the most part, it's not as complex as WRC is, you know, it, it goes into and, and they have a range of stages over the course of one weekend. Whereas if you're in a freaking sprint uh, rally, it's usually just that one track. You might get different variations, but for the most part, it's always gravel. Okay, cool. It's dry gravel. No problem. All right, bet, bet. Like it's it's always consistent. And um, I mean, unless you go in different different times of the year, but it's always consistent. You know, what I'm saying like if you go in the summertime, it'll be gravel, and maybe depending on where you are, if you go in the wintertime, it'll be snow and gravel. But for the most part, you see, people are usually well adept, adept to what the conditions are going to be. And WRC, it is the exact same thing. They are well adept to what the conditions are going to be, but they have to prepare and put on tires that they feel they're going to need to use more, or they feel that's going to perform much better. And it's just, it's just some of the greatest driving, and I could, you could possibly ever see. Some of the greatest driving and some of the greatest actual, you know, people, um, some of the greatest drivers altogether. They, you've, I've seen, you know, drivers go from rally racing and be able to really participate in damn near every other discipline when it comes to regular car racing, aside from maybe, aside from maybe um, Formula One, Formula Two. Um, uh, yeah, aside from the formulas, I think I've seen examples of rally drivers participating in every other category possible aside from the formula stuff. But if I feel, I mean, I'm pretty sure if I look deep enough, I'll find it. Um, so that was, that. that's just my two cents on that. Uh, I, like I said, High End Day had won the, um, had won the manufacturer's title. Uh, Seb Oje comes away. Seb Oje and uh, Julian Ignacier, uh they they come away with the uh, with the with the championship title for the premier class. Um, Jesus Christ, I was not paying attention to the WRC three or two or the junior uh, WRC, but I'm sure uh, you know. Still props to those guys. And if you want to know who won, by all means, head on to my head to my 
Twitter or my Instagram, head to my social medias, you'll figure out who won from there. You know, it'll, I'll know by the time this episode comes out, obviously, but I don't know right at this moment. I didn't feel the need to know that stuff because I was a little bit too amped up and this is coming at, you know, weird times. I've been messing up my schedule with recording and uploading and, and all that stuff and I, I don't like it. I don't like it. But episodes come out every Tuesday so uh, rock with it and another thing that I kind of want to say I kind of want to say is that I'm going to be I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be recording way more I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be recording uh, maybe two episodes a week rather than just one because sometimes it'd be stuff that's happening that I really want to talk about and that I really want to put my two cents in and don't get me wrong I could make you know specific topic videos that are really shortened down and scripted and whatnot, but I want to be able to freestyle my thoughts and just basically just hit record and just go like I'm doing right now. This is basically what I do. I, I've you know incorporated all the stuff that I've watched, all the stuff that I've read, and all that stuff, and I could put that all in my head and just freestyle and go with it. Uh, obviously, there's some stuff on on here that I have to that I try to make sure that I touch and whatnot, but like notes wise, but like I, I try to. Cause I feel, cause I feel like, if I'm too scripted, it comes off, it comes off a little odd. But I like, I like my organic, I like the organicness that I have. Cause I know, you know, on on an actual basis, my personality uh, shines. Um, I could let my personality shine even more. And and this is definitely gonna be one of those episodes where my personality shines. You know, it's it's one of those episodes where I'm gonna be talking and, and, and really freestyling my thoughts. Obviously, there are some notes down because there always is notes down. I've never missed a time when I didn't put down notes. Never, ever. I always put down notes. I don't know, that's just the type of person I am. It's weird, you could you get hated or love it. It doesn't matter. But, what was I talking about? Gosh darn it! See, I'm I'm all I'm all I'm I lost my train of thought. I lost my train of thought. I forgot what I was talking about. Forgot what I was talking about. Oh yeah, uh, head on to my social medias to talk about uh, if you want to see who the, who the winners are. The WRC three, WRC two, Junior WRC. You know my Instagram and my Twitter. It'll be there by the time this episode comes out. So if you made it to this part, head on there. Oh, and hit that follow button. Hit the follow button on Twitter. Hit the follow button on Instagram. And if you're on the YouTube version. Hey, subscribe, bro. <laughs> um, but aside from that, uh, what's going on for next season? I'm ready for next season, you know? Seb OJ's plans on coming, he signed a contract to come back uh, for next year with the intent. But that was with the knowledge that he wasn't going to be champion because he didn't feel like he was going to be champion this year. But. With next year having way more races and way more events than it did this year, I'm pretty sure he's gonna stick with it, and I'm pretty sure he's gonna try and go ahead and fight one more time and then try and uh, become champion. So that, by all means, is definitely something that I am here for, and I definitely want to see. There's no way in hell I'm gonna I'm gonna miss Seba Ogier, and you know, number eight. <laughs> You know what I'm saying like what what if he ends up really you know pulling away with number eight but it's probably gonna be a time for Elf and Evans to really uh, come in and um, do everything that he needs to um, then there was like a uh, Tanak which I wasn't keeping track of this year I wasn't keeping track of WRC or uh, for a long time and um, 
but this is the finale so i had to watch it you know like i had to i had to tune in so um i definitely gonna be you know real more in depth and like i said i'm gonna have to start pumping out not not only way more episodes but way more content as a whole and really get that stuff down so stick with it you know um it'll, it'll be coming out it'll be coming man and I, i'm a I'll really be on top of the game on trying to really manifest this channel into something different. Uh, there's going to be some videos that are going to be scripted, some things that are not, and hopefully I take off, you know, hopefully I take off and hopefully I could, I could actually grow and uh, obviously I'm going to let my personality shine through this podcast. This is, this is really my, this is really my staple that I really want to grow the most. I want this, the Tyree Wardrobe Motorsport Show to really, you know, um, increase in value and uh not not monetary value more so you know listeners and and and, and the growing uh fan base uh, that 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 is really the goal for this that is really the goal for this so you know share with your peoples man share with your peoples and help me out but formula one before i get into the actual secure gp i kind of want to just go over some quick bites of news jack aiken makes his first day jack aiken makes his debut in formula one at secure that's one <laughs> bite number two Mick Schumacher has signed with uh, Haas F1 team. This should not be new news. If you are interested in, in Formula One or racing motorsports altogether, you should already have heard this. But if you haven't, here I am to tell you. And if you haven't, remember where you heard. Remember how did that go? Remember where you heard. Remember how, where you heard it. Remember where you heard it first. There you go. Remember where you heard it first. All right. <laughs> um. And uh, Pietri Fittipaldi also made his F1 real debut. Um, and I'm, I'm going to talk about what those guys did, uh, you know, in, in later. <laughs> I'm going to talk about them a little bit later. Um, next is, you know, Roman Grosjean will not be returning for Abu Dhabi. I don't know why people felt like that was even something that should be discussed. The man needs to heal. It's better for him to stay out the rest of the season, come back strong whenever he comes back, if he comes back fully 110% rather than at 45 or whatever percent he's at now. You know, it's better for his health and it's just better for him, man. Let him spend some time with his family and relax. He don't need to come back for racing. Yes, it would have been a great to see him like basically go on a parade lap and whatnot in his final goal and all that stuff, but there's no need for that. There's no need for that. Roman, we love you. Chill out. Relax. Heal up. All right? Um, now, like I said, I got some stuff on here. Uh, Lewis Hamilton was... Uh, I think I covered this in the last episode, but he tested positive for COVID. I don't know if y'all know this, um, but he tested positive for COVID. And uh, in that time frame, in the time frame that he has right now, he's trying to basically race back to health. You get me? Like he's trying to make sure that he gets uh, some negative results in time for Abu Dhabi. But And, you know, Abu Dhabi has, you know, having one of the most strict um COVID regulations, obviously for F1, they'll make exceptions and stuff like that because they, all that stuff is going to be relegated to that specific area, but that's still not, that's, that's still, that's still my point. Okay. So basically Hamilton is being juggled between two governing bodies right now because there's Bahrain. Okay. And he has to be able to pass their stuff to get out of Bahrain. <laughs> then 
from there has to pass Abu Dhabi stuff to get into Bahrain. So will he be race, not Bahrain, Jesus, to get into Abu Dhabi? So will he be there? Will he be racing in Abu Dhabi in time? Will he be well in time? Will he get those negative results in time for Abu Dhabi? Because if he wants to race, all he has to do is participate in either a qualifying or a uh, or a practice session and obviously the latest he could do that is what saturday afternoon saturday evening uh so he needs something by saturday will he have it i don't know is he gonna take that chance i don't know would i love to see it just so i could talk a little bit of shit to some people most definitely but that's neither here nor there. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Hopefully he does come back. Um, obviously that's, you know, really what I would love to see happen. I would love, everybody would love to see him come in. Nobody wants to see him with, you know, have, suffer with, with COVID and whatnot and all that stuff. Nobody wants to see a driver suffer through that. But with him being out, it did bring some exciting and enlightening racing. It damn sure did. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. The Secure GP is definitely one of the most simplest tracks I've ever seen. It's, it's, I don't want to say it's an oval, but it, <laughs> it has, it has been remarked as that from time to time. Now it's one of the simplest tracks. Now, um, with that, it means that the people are going pretty fast for the entirety of that track, you know, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't. I don't know what was what was my point of that. I don't know. I don't know. Either way, going into the actual race, going into the actual race. Like I said, some people made their debuts. Some people made their debuts. George Russell, one of those people. Um, now George Russell was a favored, the favorite driver of the day, being put in the F1 car coming from Williams, and and really he he was, who that boy was talented in that race, boy. He was showing some real skill, showing some real talent. And showing some 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 top tier real composure during the race. Wasn't angry, wasn't cursing anybody out. I mean at the end he was. Well he wasn't cursing people out, but at the end he was, you know, emotions run. Emotions run. It wasn't necessarily anger, it was more sadness. Um that was that was that was really the biggest one of the biggest takeaways but what i find is the ultimate biggest takeaway was the amount of skill he had because not only once but twice was he able to actually get in fighting position for p1 and actually be on the podium and all that stuff he did that twice he was in first for damn near for for a large majority of the race he was in first freaking play come okay okay let me start let me starting off he got the whole shot george russell got the whole shot no question about it okay from from the get-go he was already in first place right a couple turns later first stopping and charles leclerc are out of the race uh i believe jesus christ um leclerc had hit Leclerc had hit Sergio Perez's racing point and um, from there couldn't fix nothing or anything like that and then he crashed into a wall. Verstappen was carrying too much speed. He had, didn't have contact with anybody but Verstappen was, car uh, was carrying way too much speed and ended up, you know, uh, hitting basically 
the guardrail. Um, Chico Perez spun out. Okay, this is like the main, if you saw any news about Formula One, the man, <laughs> 190 fucking races, 190 races, and he finally got his first win. Finally. I think that's like the longest, the longest anyone has gone, but the longest anyone has been racing and hasn't gotten a win. The longest amount of starts. Now, last week, not last week, last race, Bahrain GP, he most definitely had a podium in sight and through some sheer bad luck, he was not able to get it. You can head back to my last episode and check that shit out. I did cover that uh, relatively in depth, I should say. But coming here now, coming here for the secure GP, although it's still in Bahrain, it's just the outer circuit, um, the outer loop or whatever it's called. Sergio Perez got his first got, got his first victory after 190 starts. After 190 starts, uh, that's that's a that's a that's a crazy ratio, I have to say. But I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him. Props to him. That's great. That's a pre. That's this is ultimate appreciation right here. That's that's awesome. That's nice. That's good to see. It's good to see. I'm glad he was able to get that. I'm glad he was able to get that, you know, done and everything. And and don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't luck. It wasn't luck that got him this win because Mercedes messed up and Chico and Chico, you know and Chico was able to or Chico Checo, whatever. How Sergio Perez was able to not only he spun out at the beginning of the race, spun out by the grace of God, safety car came out. That I'd have to say is the luck part. The safety car was able to come out and people were not able to get away. So. He was able to rejoin. Yes, he rejoined at the back of the pack, but he was able to rejoin the actual group at the at the at the restart. Basically, that right there brought, you know, that 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 is the luck part. That right there is the luck part. But everything else he did in this race was pure skill. Now I said I was going to talk about George Russell, but before I get to him, obviously I want to give the champion his props. I want to give the winner his props. That was pure skill on how he came back from 18th place, 18th last place on the podium and, and came into first. The man passed so many people throughout the duration of this goddamn race. It was impressive. It was impressive. Him and Lance Stroll had a little battle real quick, but ultimately Perez ended up passing him fairly quickly and moving on to the next guy. Lance Stroll was also pretty impressive coming in at uh, P3 and helping Racing Point have get their first double podium. Props to him. Props to Racing Point. Good job, fellas. But Perez really showcased skill. Obviously, with someone who's been in for 190 races, there's some experience in there and some talent, some skill. And Perez definitely showcased that coming back from P18, doing plenty of overtakes, doing everything, and in a pretty, you know, great fashion. And way before the end of the race, it wasn't like it came down to the last nail by the lap. Ah, 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 he was pretty much in the lead for a long period of time. And it's great to see his his future in F1 was uh, a little askew. Not gonna lie, it was a little askew because. You know, I think something is, I think some contract or something like that is up next year and he has no seat or something like that for next year. Uh, and nobody has really done any contract negotiations or anything like that with him. And I hope this really puts a lot, 
to his favor. I hope this puts a lot, this, this backs him up a lot. Like that was a skills-based comeback, not luck. It was a skills-based comeback. It was luck that he was able to stay with the pack at that at at that point when he when that when that spin out happened and he had to go in and change tires. Thank goodness there was a safety car. But the fact that he was still able to come back from that deep of a position forward that was impressive. That was impressive. Now, a thing that I have talked about was reverse grid races and. I never necessarily understood its, its its intent. I never I never liked the idea of it. But this was kind of a reverse grid race for just Perez. <laughs> and I mean Perez wasn't in P1 or nothing like that, so he wouldn't be in P18, I guess, if that makes sense. But that wasn't it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, and I think uh, in Formula, in one or the other, in either Formula Two or Formula Three, there's uh, they're implementing reverse grid races. I have to look into it. I'll probably talk about it next episode. I have to look into it and actually, you know, watch it and see how the fuck I feel about it, and go from there. But seeing that comeback, seeing him go from that position all the way up, was pretty fucking. It was pretty exciting. It was pretty exciting. You know the comments, the, the the commentary made it even more exciting, and, and just the conversations and all that stuff that was had, great, fantastic. But aside from him, moving on to George Russell, the man of the hour, the man of the week, the man of the yeah week day whatever. Absolutely gutted was the word that uh that was basically um. You know, stapled across every goddamn article that I've read since the race actually happened was just absolutely gutted, absolutely gutted. George Russell, absolutely yada yada yada. Jack Aitken, absolutely whatever. Everyone, everybody was just gutted, whatever. But looking into it all, you know, man, did he do well? He did so well. Coming in at P1. Well, uh, he started off the grid at P2, but he beat uh, Botas. Botas? Botas? You know what? I heard his name really being pronounced a lot. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to say it how I'm going to say it. Botas is how <laughs> I'm going to say the man's name. He passed Botas off a of turn one and kept it going. Botas swung wide a couple corners later, uh, but he stayed, but Botas stayed in second. And, you know, from there, that's just how the race went until, um, until something happened. Until something happened. Tires. There was a tire issue with Botas that uh, occurred at some point in the race. Now, what that says, to, all that says to me is that, you know, I think it was uh, Botas had received somebody, some, I think Botas had received Sergio's tires and they weren't happy with it or something like that. Or There was just a tire mix up that went on with Mercedes and the Mercedes team that kind of messed up not only Botas but also Russell. And then later on, later on, Russell suffered from, now nah, hold on, hold on. Like I said, Russell was in the lead. He was in the lead, right? 
was he was really showcasing his skill and, his, and showcasing that, yo, I'm 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 with it. You know, I'm I'm about that action. This ain't this is this is regular. Obviously, I'm pretty sure he went in there with some pressure and all that stuff. I think you know at some point there was a there was a conversation with Toto Wolf and uh, you know some of that pressure was relieved, obviously, but. You know, going in there and showcasing that he's bout it, bout it. Man, it was exciting to see. It was exciting to see. But that tire mix-up had happened. That cost him a few positions, but he fought back into that chant and fought back into that battle, fought back into that fight. P2 behind Sergio Perez, right? And um, heartbreak, discomfort, dread. I don't, I don't know how the fuck to say it, but he had a slow uh, puncture in, I believe, his la his back. One of the rear tires, he had a puncture. I think his rear right had a puncture and basically had to pull off to get fresh tires and, you know, pulling off at that point in time to get fresh tires was not, you know, good. I mean... If you have a puncture, yes, duh, it's good strategy. But if you don't have a puncture and pulling off in that time frame, it's not the wave. It's not that's that's dumb. But he had, it had to be done. It had to be done. He stayed out for as long as he could. It had to be done. But he fought back and was in P2, jumped to P1. Stayed in P1 for a long period of time. Stayed in, stayed in first place for a long period of time. Went in, changed tires, all that stuff. Still stayed in first. Changed tires. Had that whole issue with uh, Botas behind him and whatnot. Okay, cool. Came back. Did it again. This time P2 behind Perez. And then suffered that issue. Now he most definitely, I feel like he could have probably, this would have been definitely a, a, a battle that probably would have went on. If he didn't have that puncture or anything like that, it was it would have been a battle that would have definitely went down to the last lap. No question about it. No question about it. Um, but it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And like every article says, absolutely gutted. <laughs> absolutely got it it was it was it was it was and you know in, in the footage that came out after of him you know laying down in the, in the grass or whatever or ground or on the ground and um really 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 running through the emotions then uh it's you could you could see you you could see that he, it, it it racing does something to you it does something to you when you know you had it you did everything you could but the shit that you couldn't control is what messes you up is what messes you up. That <laughs> that does something to you. I covered this with the Super GT, man. The Autobahn Super GT, the final round at Fuji. Oh my goodness! In the GT500 class, yo. I keep saying the GT500, not GT500. Uh, Super GT, most exciting racing I ever watched. But going back to George Russell, he absolutely got it. And I, I don't really have much else to say to that. Uh, you know. It was all it was plastered all over Instagram, social media, Twitter, whatever. And um, 
just something that's disheartening basically you, you can see the emotions and the effects that racing has on, on drivers and, and and the team i guess and mercedes knew they fucked up they knew they messed up badly they were apologizing like a mob when when he got finally crossed the line some there were some people apologizing definitely some people apologize sorry like oh man but man did he show his medal that day he showed who he showed that he's ready for he showed that he's he belongs and with that i kind of want to ask a question i kind of want to ask a question is botas in jeopardy for 2021 i'm not i'm pretty sure he has signed for 2021 and hamilton doesn't look like he's leaving you know f1 but i mean for 2022 does Russell kind of have a guaranteed seat? You know, like, uh, cause, cause, but, but Botas was definitely not. He was not. He didn't perform like he's like he, like he normally does when he's with Hamilton. And, and even then, I mean, Hamilton was is still bounds ahead of him. But that's not the point. Is Hamilton and Russell a way more compatible option for Mercedes than Hamilton and Botas? Botas, I don't want to call him buttass. <laughs> Botas, I'm gonna just say it how I say it, all right? Hamilton and Russell, is that more compatible than Hamilton and Botas? Because obviously we can't just base all this stuff off of one race. We need to see way more stats. <laughs> we need to see way more races. Like you can't say that this guy is the fastest guy in the world because he won one race, you know? Like, if, like, <laughs> he's got to do it again and again and again and again and really showcase that he has these skills but we won't necessarily get that unless Hamilton doesn't race <laughs> like if Hamilton's um, COVID test don't like if they come back positive again for Abu Dhabi then we'll, then we may be able to see if George Russell can showcase that skill once again. And I honestly believe that he can, and I believe that he will. And if you know, if if uh, if the situation presents itself, he's going to definitely execute uh, the same thing that he did in, uh, in 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 the secure GP. Simple as that. Um, now uh, Esteban Ocon. He finished second. Lance Stroll, like I said, he was Lance Stroll was a racing point. He came in third, which gave Racing Point their first ever double podium. Um, and uh, that's really all I have to say. Esteban Ocon, he's he was his career with Formula One is slightly in jeopardy. Uh, no, it's not. Never mind. But this is this podium gives him a huge confidence boost. Obviously, he kind of. I mean, I don't want to say he lucked into this. He didn't luck into it, but it's great that he uh, took advantage of Mercedes' mistakes and was able to stay in the fight and stay in the race and ultimately come in second. Uh, same thing for literally everybody else. <laughs> as simple as that. Uh, Danny Ricardo, he's one of my favorites. Um, I don't know. Danny Ricardo for the entirety of the season has been kind of has been consistent is the word has been consistent he hasn't went he hasn't come you know hasn't done those big leaps and those big jumps where he's like uh first place second place i mean i think he came in third at one point in the season but i think 
that was by chance. I, I, if if Bottas was still in the race in that one that he came in third for, I doubt if Ricardo would have gotten that for Renault. But that's not that's that's for another day. He has stayed consistent, and I say this meaning. He has had, I think he's been in points contention, and he has had consistent points to ranging from, I think, 10th place and up to third. He has stayed in that bracket for the entirety of the season. And I feel like it should be talked about way more than it is talked about. And I know that Ricardo is not going anywhere for a period of time. And I think. I'm going to take a deeper dive into Ricardo at some point in time and figure out exactly how his career panned out and how he got to this point as well as, you know, other things and and uh, really dissect Ricardo. I don't know if I'm going to do episodes or anything about it or anything like that. This might just be for my own personal um, my own personal journey, but and my own personal discovery, but I'm I, I want to check into that. I want to check into that. Put a note on it. Um, some other stuff. Like I said, uh, Aiken and uh, Pietri Fittipaldi, they had their debuts. They did uh, not well. I, I don't. I don't know how else to sum that up. But for who they were, they did pretty decent. Um, they 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 necessarily they kind of just showcased that. Hey. This is a learning experience for us, and we're going to use it as such. Um, and I think that that's honestly their best bet. They're, they're in the cars that they have, it's not necessarily fully, you know, 100% competitive with the uh, the leaders of the pack and whatnot. But this is learning experience. This is time to, like I said, seat time is the best time. Uh, so this is basically seat time, but on like you know millionaire <laughs> top tier level. Um, so they're just getting, you know, the hang of things and all that stuff. I think they only have this for, and another, they only have this for this race and possibly the next race, depending on if Hamilton comes back and then that would dictate George Russell's situation and all that stuff. So it's 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 a lot of riding on a couple COVID tests, um, <laughs> and some government uh, decisions as well. But uh, the, I'm kind of proud with Jack Aiken. He definitely. I, I didn't expect him to do nothing great. I didn't expect him to to, to do any anything special, but I like the fact that he stayed in and, and uh, he did a couple good he did a couple good overtakes. I ultimately to not ultimately to be overtaken again at some point in time, but or uh, to lose that place due to you know to restarts and whatever. But I like what I saw. I like what I saw, and um, Kavat. Uh, he had a damn Kavat, he's not he's not a debut guy, but you know, stepping away from them too. Uh Fittipaldi did alright. I I don't know what it, it's I didn't have much for Fittipaldi. Like I said, this is just a learning experience for them and seat time is the best time. So by all means use that seat time, get that experience, get the range that you need. Nobody's expecting anything great. They're just expecting you to, you know, perform a little bit and uh, maybe, you know, just 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 learn. And and learn as you go and you know and uh and find your rhythm and find your your pace, whatever, you know? That's basically what people are just expecting from that. So by all means, I think they did that well. Um, but Kavat had a damn near perfect race. 
in my personal opinion, I, it's not he's not someone that I spend a lot of time on, but watching the race and going back at it, he was someone that I feel like could have gotten maybe a podium or something if he uh, if if it wasn't due to some bad timing. Basically, he had pitted just before a safety car had came out, and that result, and you know, he had pitted with the strategy of staying on after other people were pit and all that stuff, and catching up and going past, but. Uh, that, that wasn't necessarily the greatest uh, timing because the safety car literally came out, I think, like a, uh, on that same lap or on a lap later or something like that. It came out very soon, and um, it, it the efforts were low. Um, but and I think he finished with uh, seventh place, P, P7, I think, either P7 or P8, something like that. And uh, but altogether, still an impressive drive. And I'm thinking. He did well. He did well. Uh, stepping back to George Russell, Max Verstappen has been a breakout talent. Uh, someone who I think is going to, who who should get, <laughs> someone who I think should have a ton, uh, who, who I think deserves championships. Someone who I think has the talent, the skill, the drive, all the necessary components, has the car, all that stuff for championships. No question about it. Hands down, Red Bull is the second fastest car. Simple. Um, now, with him going out, Albin. Oh my goodness, Albin! I told you, like two, three episodes ago, that you need to fuck. You need. You need to step your game up, or else you're gonna lose your job. I told you about this, Albin. I told you. With Max Verstappen out, it was it was on you to pick up the pieces and really put together a, a, an impressive display and, and, and an impressive drive, and you didn't fucking do that. You didn't do that. But hey, I'm not you. I'm not a professional. I'm not in that realm. Whatever. I don't drive anymore. You know. Cool. 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 Things may have happened. Understandable. But man, this don't look good for your resume. It don't look good. Um, but like I said, Max Verstappen, you know, Red Bull is the second fastest car in the business. And um, Max Verstappen is definitely someone that I see who's going to be chasing down championships later on. Uh, and uh, with what we just saw at the Secure GP, George Russell is going to be a talent that's going to be there, uh, depending on if he's in a good car or not, uh, that's going to be there to <laughs> really showcase a big battle or really, or really uh, you know, bring some heat. On, uh, to the racing world, uh, to the motorsports world, to the Formula One world, and um, you know, uh, it's gonna be. I feel like at some point in time, maybe in the next five years, it's, it's gonna be a real thick battle between Verstappen and Russell, especially with the display that he put on uh, at, at Secure. Um, definitely opened his eyes to Toto and uh, people at Mercedes. Just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there now. I'm not sure if I mentioned, but I said I was going to be talking about Audi. Uh, real quick, real quick, nothing too serious. Audi is coming back to the World Endurance Championship, but they are leaving Formula E, something that they backed from since the start. And after seven seasons, they're leaving. Why? Well, I guess if they're going to go into WEC, they got to cut somewhere, but why Formula E? Here's the reason that I discovered is basically because Formula E has basically uh, lived up to its expectations. It's at where it's going to be at. Uh, Formula E has served its purpose, so to speak. 
because it was, you know, every, more more race car and more manufacturers and all that stuff and more, uh, you know, people are making that transition to electric vehicles. Formula E was made kind of to bring up that awareness and all that stuff and kind of bring the excitement to electric cars. And that's exactly what he did. So Audi, feeling that that is the purpose that has now been filled, moved their works to WEC and back to the LMDH or whatever the hell it's called, LMP, whatever, 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 um, stage of the WEC. And honestly, I'm glad they're back. Uh, you know, other companies, I think Porsche might also become, I don't know when Audi is actually going to be making that, but it's actually going to be coming back. It might be 2022 rather than 2021. Um, and Porsche also left, but hopefully being that Audi and Porsche are sister companies, Porsche is going to be coming back to the WEC. I would love to see it because I love Porsche. I don't really care what category or whatever, or what race they're in. I just love them. Don't whatever. Um, but I would, I would love to see it. I would love to see all that stuff come back and I would love to see them, you know, race and really be tip top in whatever category, no matter what the category is, whatever, no matter what the discipline, no matter what the sport, no matter what the, and anything, you know, no matter what the category, I would love to see them come back and race. Um, I think that's it for the show. That's all the notes I had. So peace out. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful week. If you enjoyed, remember, rate this show five stars if you want. All right. I could tell you, if you are on Anchor, Breaker Audio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and of course, Spotify, rate this show five stars. <laughs> Rate this show five stars and make sure to share with your peoples. I don't care what you're listening on and I don't care how you're listening, but you rated five stars because I'm trying to grow. That's really the only answer I can. That's really the only reason I can give you. I'm just trying to grow, man. I'm just trying to grow the channel, not well, grow the show and grow the channel at the same time. It's a little difficult because this is what I put on the channel. <laughs> so I kind of have to grow this in order to grow the channel. But there's other stuff that's going to be going to the channel. So I head over to my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash. That actually might not work. There'll be a link in the description for the, for the podcast version. And if you're on the YouTube version, just go down and hit that subscribe button and hit that uh, notification bell to join that um, notify me squad or whatever of new uploads. Whatever, whatever YouTubers say nowadays. The bell, yeah. That shit. Peace. Have a wonderful day. And um, I think I should leave with a quote or something. I think I should leave with like a, like a motivational quote or something like that. I don't know. I want to start doing that. I don't know why. Um, something, hopefully this doesn't come out stupid. And hopefully I actually do it well. Uh, huh. Normally I'm really good at these motivational, like I could come up with something real good, like motivational speaking is something that I do on a, uh, on a semi weekly basis. Um, I think, damn, why is this so hard now? I think it's cause I don't have people in front of me. <laughs> I think that might be what it is. I think it's cause I don't have people in front of me, but um, hey, fuck it. I don't know. Well, I'll come up with something for next season. <laughs> 
not next season, for next episode, man. Peace out. Have a wonderful day. I love you. Uh, like I said, rate the show five stars, man. That's the best way to help out the show. It helps me move out the algorithm and gets new listeners in here. And also, you know, be sure to share with your friends. Be sure to share with your people. Share on your social medias. You know, if you enjoy, definitely, you know, it, it costs nothing to share. It costs nothing to, to, to like a photo or anything like that. And follow me on my social medias, man. Follow me on Twitter at the Big Ticket 07. Follow me on Instagram at, uh, Jesus. What's my name? Tyree Walsh. Um, it's the same spelling as the actual, like the, like the logo picture that you're fine for the actual podcast so just look for that or t-a-r-i-g-w-a-l-d-r-o-n whatever peace out have a wonderful day have a wonderful week have a wonderful weekend i'm gonna edit this kinda not really because i'm just gonna put together this some music call it a day but there will be a whole lot of content coming out later on this week on the youtube channel so don't be afraid to head over there and subscribe please i'm trying to grow on youtube help me out as well as this podcast help me out (laughs) peace out that's it for me thank you for watching this video if you enjoyed consider hitting that subscribe button if you want to check out any more of my content head down to the description box down below and remember you only have one life go out there and enjoy it